0: Welcome to Greenish, where Wellness Meets Girlboss empowering you to live your daydream. Join me, Ari.
1: And me, Kate, as we seek the realness from the most admirable entrepreneurs. We'll get the inside scoop about the habits that inspire them, the mission that drives them, and reflection on their roots.
0: Let's get Greenish and talk about what money and kale have in common. Hello everyone. And welcome back to greenish with summer approaching, you know, Kate and I have got your back. We're going to start off by talking about some of our
1: top habits for hot girl summer. It's a new season. It's a new day. And this is a little reminder that every moment we can decide to start fresh. So Ari and I are going to share three ways we do this and ways that you can feel your absolute best this summer.
0: Okay. So to kick it off, Let me just remind you guys of something. It's hot girl summer. You're probably going to be in a swimsuit. You're probably going to be looking at yourself a lot in pictures, in the mirror, etc. And you know what? This is kind of anxiety inducing. I get that. I totally get that. But in those moments where you're feeling less than, you feel a little bit disconnected from yourself, we want to give you some tangible ways that you can kind of recenter yourself and some other things that you can focus on. Because at the end of the day, it's not about just getting by and surviving. It's about thriving and learning how to glow from the inside out. To kick it off, it's summer. You guys know me. I love being outside. The first habit that I want to challenge you guys to really integrate in your routine is to wake up a little bit earlier, catch the sunrise, and literally start your day with 10 minutes of sunshine, whatever that means. Um, obviously, if you can catch the sunrise, that's preferable in my opinion. But if you can't, I get that too. I have plenty of friends who just simply can't do it. Wake up just a little bit earlier, step outside, drink your morning matcha, drink your morning coffee, drink your morning green juice, whatever it is. I don't care. But start your day with 10 minutes of sunshine. I promise you, this is literally going to set you up to have a much better day. I feel better mentally. I'm more connected to myself, my emotions. You're not starting your day with all the noise in your phone. Like I will not let myself pick up my phone, check my emails, check my texts, check social media until I have started my day with 10 minutes of sunshine. So if you can, try to catch a sunrise. If you can't, just catch 10 minutes
1: of sunshine. I love that sun is so underrated. I feel like, and even in small doses, just say you're working inside all day, walking outside, just feeling a little bit of sun on your skin can be like the ultimate reset. So, my first tip of what you're going to do to be your ultimate hottest self this summer is you're going to stop comparing. Summer. Oh, yes, I love this. Yeah. Summer, I feel like, is the ultimate time where people are just looking around themselves, you know, what internship does she have? Where is she traveling? Her body's better than mine. She's prettier than me, whatever it is. We have so much of this like inner dialogue and not comparing really makes you glow. Comparing yourself to other people really kills creativity. And we waste so much precious energy focusing on other people's lives rather than our own. Summer is a time of joy. It's like a time of thriving. You can travel. You can see friends you haven't seen in a while. You can be in the sunshine. And don't let yourself fall into comparison because it really takes away all of that joy that summer is supposed to embody. Um, something Ari and I have said is like, stay on your yoga mat. Meaning, like, if you're in a yoga class and you're looking over to the person next to you to see, like, oh, are they doing the pose better than me? How do I do the pose? Like, you're going to fall off because your concentration isn't where your feet are. And so something I really challenge each of you to do is just don't compare. You can be inspired by others and you can be excited for others and everything, but there's no need to compare yourself because you are amazing the way you are and you're an amazing individual um, that has so much to offer. And if everyone compared themselves to every other person, then there would be no creativity or no fun in life. So really start your summer off thinking about that.
0: I really really resonate with that because I feel like obviously we're always comparing ourselves at every point in time, every part of the year, every part of ourselves, like social media, in person, etc. But I feel like summer especially is a time when we're always comparing because summer is a time where most people are traveling, a lot of people have internships or are, you know, like it's kind of a it's a new season of change for a lot of people. So it's really easy to compare yourself and fall into those traps. Um, so I really like that for sure. Right. And I feel
1: like also I just graduated college. Woo! Two days ago. <laughs> crazy, crazy. But I feel like that's also a big time of comparison because it's kind of for the first time, everyone's a little bit going their separate ways. Like there's a lot of like, oh, like what what is that person doing? And kind of just a weird sense in the air where no one has really like established their kind of like standing. So they're kind of just looking around. So if you did just graduate college, I think that's another time you might not even be realizing that you're comparing yourself to other people. But I think it's a good time to take a little bit of a step back. Because most of the time when I get in like a comparison spiral, I don't even know that I'm doing it.
0: So well said. I completely agree with that. Wait, so to piggyback off that, whenever you do find yourself in a comparison spiral, how do you one, recognize, and
1: two, take steps to get out of it. I'm curious. Oh, that's a good question. I think honestly, something that's been so like special for me and something that's really honestly changed my entire outlook on life and the way that I see other people is creating something or having hobbies or just doing things, proactively doing things that are different than other people. I think it's like enough to... Just kind of like have your friend group and want to stay in the mold and whatever. But like, what are you really putting out there? What are you putting into the world? Like, greenish for me is like a huge source of like differentiation and something I love to put my time into and something I love to create. Like, I don't want to be the same as any other person. Like, I don't think that anyone should want that. You know, you have something special and like unique to bring to the world. So I think that proactively thinking about like, what is my skill set? Like, what can I bring? How can I change someone else's life? Like, what can I create? I feel like that's kind of the ultimate comparison Mm -hmm. killer. Mm -hmm. What about you? Oh, I love that.
0: How do I like recognize that I'm in a comparison spiral? Yeah.
1: I feel like
0: one of the biggest ways to recognize it is to kind of check yourself and realize that most of your attention is on... Other people and not on yourself. Like when I'm noticing more about others than I'm noticing about myself, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, like whether maybe I wake up one day and I'm suddenly like really anxious or really stressed. And it's like, whoa, where is the stress and anxiety coming from? And I'm like, wait a second, I have not been in tune with my own emotions at all. I'm literally focusing all my energy on other people. Like if you're feeling certain things and you have no idea why, then maybe you're focusing your attention
1: on others when you should be kind of prioritizing yourself a little bit more. Right. I think a big thing with that too, social media, like are you spending more time looking through like someone else's lens or your own lens?
0: I will also say lately, so I'm a big like... I'm a big inspo person. Like sometimes I just need a little creative inspo from some other people in order to sit down and edit a video or create content or whatever it may be. Um and so it's really easy for me to just hop on Instagram, scroll to like get some inspo and then suddenly it's been 30 minutes, right? Like that is a struggle I think any content creator totally feels that. Oh my gosh. Pinterest. Hello. Fourth grade Ari knew what she was doing. I Pinterest I rediscovered Pinterest. Amazing. Oh my god, it is. I rediscovered Pinterest like two weeks ago. It is literally how I go to bed at night. There's no likes. There's no stress of seeing stuff that you don't want to see and where things like suck your attention. Like you click on something, you're going to find a p- perfectly curated feed of exactly that exact same vibe. And you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. I can be like, okay, I'm going to be on Pinterest for 10 minutes. I'm on Pinterest for 10 minutes and then I'm off. Like it's perfect.
1: Right. I don't know also what has happened to Pinterest like algorithm, but everything I see is so in line with what I want to see.
0: (laughs) It is. It's gotten so much much better. Where
1: Based on my boards that are like my middle school, like inspiration, like love of H2O and whatever, like I'm like, Oh my gosh, this has come back in like such a different way. And it is actually a really good tool. And it kind of ties into one of my later points too. Okay. Love.
0: Um, okay. So my next one, hot girl, summer habits that'll make you glow, right? Pick up a new hobby or skill. This is a new season, right? Like I feel like summer is happening. There's more sun, there's more warmth in the air. I'm just a little bit more energized in kind of a new, fresh, funky way. I got a little bit more energy. Maybe I'm up later. Maybe I'm up earlier. Maybe I just feel more motivated in life, whatever that means to you. I'm going to like, why not? Let's pick up a new skill, a new hobby. AI. First of all, let's talk AI for a second. AI is exploding. Chat GBT. I. Have started using it on the reg just because I'm like, okay, if I'm not using it, then I'm behind. New skill.
1: Boom, why not? How do you use it to interrupt you? How do you <laughs> use it to like make your life easier? I'm curious. Oh my gosh. I okay, I
0: this could be a crazy rabbit hole, and if you guys want us to do a whole episode on this, like I literally will do a whole episode on how <laughs> I'm using AI to make my life easier. Um, but just in short. Basically, it's the algorithms and the like technology, whatever you want to call it, are smart enough now to where you can basically ask it a series or you can tell it to ask you a series of questions in order to then perform a task for you, but better so if I need it to write me a we'll we'll say something very simple if I need it to write me a blurb about uh my company, I can say, Hey, chat GPT, whatever its name is. Um, ask me 20 questions about my company that will help you write a 500 word blurb about our blah, 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 blah. It will then ask you 20 questions. You then respond with your answers to those questions. And then it will generate a 500 word response. You like it. So smart. It can do so much. So at the moment, I'm just gonna say it. If you're not dipping your toe into the world of AI and chat GBT, like you're behind. You need to just like just start just a little bit. So one cool skill. Boom. Um, pickleball. Pickleball is trendy. Like, I'm horrible at tennis, but pickleball is kind of fun. Like, why not pick up a new sport? Mm-hmm. Learn how to make paella. Like, I literally the other day, I was like, I want to make paella. This seems cool. I feel like I feel like cool people know how to make really cool foods. Paella seems cool. Let's watch a YouTube video on how to make it. Boom. Learned how to make paella. Like pick up a new skill, new hobby. Like why
1: not? I love that because I think in summer too, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of energy. And during the school year, you know, you're busier with like school, work, et cetera. Hobbies are kind of a different type of busy where it's a little bit more like giving back to yourself like, oh, I really want to learn this skill. I really want to take on this new task or like be creative in this specific way. And so I think like it's worthwhile to fill your schedule in the same way you do in the year, but just like with those little things that are enhancing you as a person and uh, making you more interesting and et cetera. Mm -hmm.
0: Plus, plus I feel like this is a great time to kind of dip your toe into something that you might Be interested in, but you're not really sure if you are or not. Like there are so many things that I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that, but I'm not very good at it, so I can't. Um, You also don't have to go 100 miles per hour at everything. Like you can kind of dip your toe into something, realize, oh wait, I actually don't like this as much as I thought I did, or wait a second, this is kind of really fun. Let me start honing in on this craft and actually like add it to my list of things that I can do. Like, cool,
1: right? I love that. So my second one is to be the hottest version of yourself, take out a pen and paper and write a letter to yourself, write down what you have accomplished in the past year. You know, there's like the quote that's, you have now what you used to pray for and dream about and time flies and we don't look back and we don't reflect We might on the short term, but we don't really on the long term. And that's something I've realized about myself. So it could be you know, looking back and reflecting on getting the job. It could be achieving the exam grade you wanted. It could be getting over a guy that treated you poorly or really being there for a friend when they had a tough time. It can be anything. And as much as you write goals for the future... And write things to check off you should also write what you have checked off i think this is really motivating it's really exciting and honestly it really helps avoid burnout because you're seeing right in front of you everything that all of your hard work goes towards and i think that's really exciting so to do this personally i always go back and i look through my camera roll i don't know why but i have the hardest time i can never remember yeah. Wait, that's such a good idea. And someone will be like, Oh, what did you do this past week? And I'm like,
0: <laughs> <beats> oh, me."
1: <laughs> yes. And I'm like, let me pull out my phone and look through my camera roll. Um, for example, I just graduated. And like the past few months, people are like asking you questions about, and it's like joyful, but it's also crazy and chaotic. And there's so many exciting events and so many celebrations, but that's kind of an example of like the chaos in a time and you kind of don't really ever look back or reflect on everything. So, you know, looking through your camera roll, you see like, oh, there's an event where I took a picture with a new friend that I proactively reached out to and planned like a cute little lunch. And now she's one of my greatest friends or a picture of my exam score. When I passed that exam that I studied so hard for, whatever it is, I think the camera roll really helps again like, jog your memory, honestly, and show you out all that you've done. Wait, question, question.
0: Yeah. So when you're writing this letter, are you writing this letter as like a letter to your future self, to your past self? Like what is kind of the intention
1: with who's going to be reading this? I think it's a letter to your present self. Oh, Because I think if it's a letter to your present self, you can write down, you know, looking at myself right now in this day, like last week I did this, like I'm very proud of this or maybe six months ago I did this. Now, like in my present state, I can also look towards my future self and be like, how does this apply to who I want to be? Or like, where am I going to go from here? But I think it's worth looking at it, especially in the summer. Like summer is a time of like kicking back It's a time of celebrating and, you know, making yourself like a little mimosa and cheering yourself on for everything that you've done and also the people around you. So writing this letter, like it's the perfect, time. I feel like people think of it more as like a new year thing, but like, why not for the summer? I know. I really like that. I feel like a big takeaway from this conversation
0: so far is that summer is a new season and like, obviously, but it's also like a new season. Like it's a time when, I mean, I don't know about you, Kate, but my... New Year's resolutions from New Year's, like have evolved completely. Like I think I might, this conversation is honestly inspiring me to like sit down and write some like quote unquote New Year's resolutions, but like for the summer or at least for moving forward, like we're almost halfway through 2023, which is crazy to say by the way. Um, and I've honestly smashed a ton of my goals and like I'm nowhere near some of the other ones and some other ones are kind of irrelevant at this point in time.
1: So that's a really good idea. I like that. Cause I think also so much changes in the summer from January, like it's kind of a turning point almost in the year. So I like that, like going back, even revising on your new year's goals. Like, I think that that's totally fine being like now six months into it. What do I know that I didn't know then? And like, how is this goal changing?
0: Right. Totally. Okay. So my last tip on how to be a hot girl for hot girl summer Okay, so this might seem kind of random, but it's to take yourself on little dates. So roller skate on the weekend, road trip, solo somewhere fun, even if it's only like 45 minutes to an hour away. Go walk barefoot in the grass at the park. Go to dinner. Just go learn how to be alone and go like literally take yourself on a date. Like last week, It was a Friday night. For some reason, all of my friends were out of town um, or doing something or busy or whatever, but I want to do something. Let me just go on a solo date. Okay. So I booked myself a cute little dinner spot. I went, it was like, honestly kind of terrifying at first. And I was like, doing some major soul searching. And I was like, why is this so uncomfortable? Why am I so uncomfortable sitting here by myself? This is so weird because you spend so much time with just yourself. Like, why are we so uncomfortable alone sometimes in public when like, obviously we all spend time alone. Like that doesn't mean you're a loner. That doesn't mean you don't have friends. That doesn't, you. Know, that doesn't mean you're not quote unquote cool whatever. Like You can be alone. It's okay. So I sat there and I my meal came and I started eating really fast because I was nervous and I got on my phone a little bit and I was like, okay, stop. No. Put the phone down, look around, put the fork down, take a sip of your drink, order another one, enjoy. Just be here. Be present. And either think, do some internal thinking, whatever you want to do. I love people watching and just be present. Like it was such a relaxing night. It was so nice to just like calm the noise in my life. And like, I honestly ended up getting to know the, my waiter really well. He was super funny. We had like some great chats and yeah, I came home and I was like, okay, I wasn't alone at dinner tonight because I don't have friends. I was alone because I chose to be alone. And how empowering is that? Like the choice of, I'm going to go spend time with myself because I need to, and I want to, and that's okay. It's okay to. So take yourself on some little dates, whatever that means for you. Roller, I'm literally going to go try to go roller skate tonight. I don't know why, but it just seems like a summer thing
1: that maybe I should do. Um, so yeah. I love that. And I think that's something also I saw a lot when I was studying in Paris is people were always eating at a cafe alone. They were never on their phones, always reading a book, always writing, always just sitting there, people watching and just how normal that is in the culture there and how not normal or kind of like weird and taboo. Like even you saying that, like that's something that goes through my head a lot. The concept of being alone and like taking myself to, you know, go shopping or like whatever it is, but no one talks about that.
0: No one talks about it. It's so weird to me. I feel like we live in this, like especially from living in Australia and having, I mean, I it was the same kind of thing. Like people just go do things alone. Like it's like really empowering and also just normalized. Whereas here, it's like, oh, she's doing this alone. Da, da, da. Like it's there's like you know why is there so much buzz about it? Like it's yeah, you're with yourself twenty four seven all the time. You're stuck with yourself till the yeah. day you die. Like. You better be freaking comfortable being with just yourself.
1: (laughs) Okay. So my last tip to be the hottest version of yourself this summer is that you are going to visualize what you want. So this is something I did at the beginning of the year. And since then, kind of like we talked about goals changing, I've been changing it around. But I would start with some questions to ask yourself. What would the highest, most glowiest version of yourself be doing this summer? What would your habits be? Who would you have surrounding you? How would your days be filled? Where would you travel to? What adventure are you seeking? And also why? So I made a mood board, like I was saying at the beginning of the year, I had like a few things on there, super random, two of them being like Egypt. (laughs) For some reason, I really wanted to go to Egypt at the beginning of the year very random, but I just thought it would be the coolest adventure. And then another one being like getting all A's. I kind of looked at this mood board throughout like a few weeks. I would look at it in the morning and in the night because these are the times that your brain is in alpha state, which is the state that it's in when you meditate. Um, And that's kind of when your subconscious is the most vulnerable to what you're feeding it. And so if you're looking at a visualization board, your subconscious is really taking that in kind of as your new reality. The same way that you shouldn't go on your phone when you're in that vulnerable alpha state because your brain is taking that in as your reality. So took it in a little bit, and both of those things came true. I am moving to Los Angeles in July. I had this vision in my head of an apartment, like a Spanish-style duplex, very, very, very clear. That is the apartment that I am living in. Like because I knew what I yes, and. Like even there was an older couple that was supposed to get the apartment instead of the group that I'm living with. And then somehow works out, we have the apartment. Like it just, when you know what you want and you visualize it and you can see it in your head, it is powerful. Like Muhammad Ali said, if my mind can conceive it and my heart can believe it, then I can achieve it. I think there's so much to be said for like seeing something with your mind's eye. And if you can see it, I'm a very visual person too. Like I'm a visual learner. So I think there's something to be said also, like for knowing the type of way that you like to learn and the way that you resonate most with. But I think that when you can routinely and clearly visualize something, it's so much more prone to happen and that your like subconscious, which really is your control system perceives this like reality to be possible and so I challenge you to like get clear about what you want get clear about like if I close my eyes and I'm the kindest like strongest best version most glorious version of myself this summer like what does that look like and I think when you get really clear about what that looks like then you can take a little step back and say like okay then what am I doing on the day-to-day what are my habits how am I interacting with people what is my broken down you know step by step that's going to get me to that point i love that i think
0: the power of visualization i think people don't talk enough about the power of visualization like even something as simple as visualizing right when you wake up in the morning how exactly you want your day to go
1: so powerful like it happens Even, even for our branding, like for Greenish, if you saw our website that we started with compared to now, like how much visualization and like iteration and talking about like the colors and the vibe and how it's Mm going to make someone feel, Mm -hmm. did we go through to like get to the point Mm -hmm. that we are now? (laughs) I
0: had just, just so many, so a many. <laughs> no, but I really love that. And I also feel like summer is one of those things when sometimes you wake up and you're like, wait, it's halfway, like we're already halfway through summer. How did this happen? So I think visualization gives you the chance and the space to be really intentional with your time in a way that doesn't feel crazy, like, let me calculate every single part of my day. Like, let me be super, super routine, really hard on myself. Like it still gives you some leniency and some space, but still allows you to be really productive and intentional.
1: Right. And for me, that's actually an amazing point because I resonate so much more with visualization than like writing my goals. Oh, interesting. Because I think that when I write it, it's like a little bit too... I don't know. I feel like visualization puts mm-hmm. you more into a flow of like, oh, I can see it. I can see it. Okay. Now, because I can see it, I can break it down myself to be mm-hmm. like a day-to-day. I think writing my goals sometimes feels a little like cold and abstract and I almost forget what I'm actually, what the end goal is, what I'm actually working towards. So I don't know. I never really thought How about that. interesting. But- oh, I really like that. I feel like... Writing your goals, this is no shade
0: on anybody who writes their goals because I also kind of write my goals sometimes, but I feel very inspired to visualize instead at the moment. So I feel like there's always a little bit of a disconnect for me when I'm writing my goals because it's like pencil on paper, it's words, and sometimes I have a hard time actually bringing meaning to them. Right. Even though they're big and lofty goals, and I'm like, I can do this, I want to do this, but I'm not actually taking the time to visualize myself doing it right it's like it's like a like it's a step that's missing in the whole like scope of writing a goal and setting a goal for yourself where like if you're not visualizing yourself doing it like maybe yes you do write it down but if you don't visualize yourself then it might not actually like there's no follow-through with it
1: you know what i mean come to fruition yeah and i think also with that You can go on Pinterest, back to your Pinterest point.
0: (laughs) Pinterest, it all comes back to Pinterest, just saying.
1: Yeah. Type in the goal that you have in your head. Type that in like, and then look through the images and you can say, you'll know, like you'll look at an image and be like, that feels really good to me. Like that feels really right. That encompasses Mm -hmm. what my goal is.
0: Okay. So for the second part of today's episode, we wanted to do something a little different. So obviously social media, everybody's on it. Everybody's watching videos, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever you're looking at. We thought we might talk about a video or a reel that we've watched recently that's really resonated with us. Like, I feel like your diet is what you eat how you exercise, but also the social media and the things that you're watching, the things that you're putting into your mind, like the words that you're hearing from other people around you, like it all matters and it all affects your mindset and how you view yourself, how you view the world. So we figured we might talk about some videos that have resonated in one way or another. So Kate, do you want to kick it off?
1: So mine is rather not a video, but actually a grad speech that was given to my like graduating class of our business school about three days ago. Oh love. Okay. Yeah. And so her name is Yukonwa Ojo and she was the chief marketing officer at Matt Cosmetics, um, head of marketing at Amazon Prime. She has an amazing career and just gave this really, really wonderful grad speech where I feel like they're hit or miss. And this one was definitely a hit. Okay. So something Ari has talked about in one of our solo episodes about Luggy Girl Syndrome is the concept of feeling contrast. And this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Like, for example, as much as you, you know, challenge yourself to try something new, also make yourself your favorite bowl for dinner and feel comfort, you know, always feel that contrast. And that's okay to feel contrast. Something that she said is don't let the highs get too high and don't let the lows get too low. And I've never thought about this before because we live in such a society of extremes, but something that Yukon was said was highs too high lead to addiction and lows too low lead to depression. So something is like when you are going through something really good, we take it super high. And we often don't think about there being any drawbacks in the situation when that's not necessarily true. And when we go through something bad, we take it to the extreme. We often forget about any good in life, any positive things to be grateful for. We forget about the silver lining. We forget about the knowledge that the situation is going to pass. Like, yes, when you're excited, You know, shout it from the rooftops and celebrate and do everything that you can to soak it up. But I think that there's something to be said for adopting more of a neutral mentality, like taking a step back and not attaching or detaching from the situation.
0: Wait, so then how do you how do you like neutralize that while still feeling that contrast?
1: Right. So I think that a lot of the issue with it is attaching to the situation. I think that when something good happens, we often attach like our worth to it. Oh, I did. I did amazing on this exam because I'm so amazing. But what happens when you do bad on the exam? Are you not amazing anymore? Are you not special anymore? Are you not smart enough? Like celebrate it and be like, I'm so happy. I'm so grateful that I did so amazing on this exam, but you don't have to attach who you are as a person to whether a situation in your life is super great or super bad. I think that's something that can help with this too is celebrating like little joys in life, walking outside, like looking at the sunset, calling a friend, like something I was learning about somehow in like some class about the professor was talking about addiction. And like the main thing with addiction is that the dopamine and you attach Happiness to something that is so extreme and people that do that forget about the simple joys they forget like, oh, but happiness can be found in this happiness can be found in my loved ones happiness can be found in celebrating something small. And so I think there's something to be said for like celebrating the simple and not getting so attached to like the extreme good or the extreme bad. That's really interesting because I really thought you were going to take this a totally different direction. What did you think
0: I was going to say? I I don't know because you were talking about like the highs not being too high, the lows not being too low, and I think, and I I genuinely thought you were going to be like, yes. Yeah, so then the like concept of contrast just doesn't really always manifest in every single situation, but I think. Your point in that there's still so much value in the con, the like simple moments of contrast is fascinating. Like, I think that's a really good point because how I initially, and if you guys want to hear about the initial conversation we had, it was in one of our episodes about lucky girl syndrome. It was a little bit earlier in season two, but. I talked a lot about the value of contrast and how you should train jujitsu. You should go run a marathon, but you should also do yoga. You should also, like, you should live in the mountains, then live in the city. Like, do all of the above, but live with contrast. Because if you live in the gray, then you're not really living. Like, there's a lot of value in doing the extremes. But I think Kate's point here is. Totally still relevant and totally still valuable, but it's just looking at contrast in a totally different light. Like living with contrast, it can also just be finding a lot of joy in walking outside, calling a friend, spending meaningful, quality time with them on the phone, and that being the high of your
1: day. That's okay. Right. And I think also contrast is very valuable with like action. Whereas this concept is more kind of about the mentality that you have almost amidst Mm. like a world that's changing around you or situations that you're placed in. Yeah. And contrast being more like, what am I controlling? I can control to go climb Kilimanjaro, but then I can also control to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep and taking care of my body and really winding down and like Mm -hmm. having that. I love that. Contrast, it creates like this balance.
0: So my video that I watched, um, it was actually the other day I was just scrolling on Instagram as one does. And this video popped up and this guy was basically saying, if you never have the time, you will never have the time because time is not found. It's created make space for what ignites you reclaim it and take what is yours oh, drop mic moment oh my gosh think about all of the things that you want to do in life in a day whatever time span you speaks to you but how sometimes you don't get to do all of those things in a day in a week in a month etc and how you blame it on time. You not having enough time. This quote completely invalidates that excuse where if you never have the time, you will never have the time because it's not time is not found. It is literally created. You have to carve out portions of your day to spend time doing those things. You're not just going to miraculously have time next month to pick up that hobby, to start doing that, to go to the gym. Oh yeah, I'll do it next month. I'll have more time. Then no you won't. You literally won't. Newsflash, even though you're in a crazy busy season of life right now. You're in crazy busy. You you have projects that are due. You have this that are due. guess what? Next month you're going to have projects that are due too. You're going to have, maybe you'll even have more. Maybe there's not anything crazy going on in your personal life right now, but your work life is crazy and you're like, ah, oh, next month, my work life will be a little bit better. Oh my gosh. What if something is going on in your personal life, though? Like, you have no idea. So, if you never have the time, you will never have the time. I love that. And then him saying, make space for what ignites you, reclaim it, take what is yours. Like the sense of ownership, the feeling of empowerment that comes with that sentence is just like, yeah, oh my gosh. I keep blaming things on not having enough time to do XYZ. Let me, like, I, that thing. I actually love that thing. That thing makes me feel like more of myself. I need to make time for that. I need to lose an hour of sleep so I can do that thing. I need to not go do XYZ thing on the weekend because I need to go do that thing. Like this isn't a want, it's a need. And it's realizing that only you can make those changes. Only you can change your schedule and literally carve out time in your day because guess what? The Kardashians, like the most famous people in the world, whoever, whoever you want to think of the CEOs of the world, Steve Jobs. Hello. We all have the same 24 hour day. Alex Earl, <laughs> we, we literally are living in the same 24 hours as her and pretty sure she flies all around the world, has been a full-time student and is now like doing a million things too. People are like, Alex, how do you have time for this? Like I barely have time to do three things on my to-do list. And I'm just like, cause she makes time for it. She just does. Like you can make more time in your day to do things that matter if you want to, because that's how it works. I love
1: that. That's so good. Yeah. Because I think that that adds a lot of empowerment and ownership over your 24 hours, the same as anyone else's 24 hours. When people act like they're subject to like, oh, well, time, it's because of time. It's because of time. Like It's that victim mindset. they're like a victim to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a victim mindset. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh no, how am I going to delegate the time that I have? Which honestly... Like time, even 24 hours, like that's something to be grateful for. So that's why we should be so aware and so alert of like, how am I spending it?
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, I read this quote once that was about how time is the most valuable thing that we have. And once you give it away to a person, to a thing, to whatever it is, you can never get it back. Time is literally the one thing in your life that is the singular most valuable thing that you have that is yours it's like the most finite resource it is it totally is so how you spend it is everything so those extra 20 minutes that i was spending like scrolling on social media like what we were talking about earlier how i switched pinterest because i was like oh my gosh think about how many moments in the day you accidentally start scrolling how many moments in the day that you just start doing something and you're like oh wait there goes an hour um, hello, there goes an hour, an hour of your life where you could be
1: doing something way better. Like there's so much to celebrate. There's so much to do. Like go do it. Hello. Okay. So in the interest of time, we're going to stop here and just leave you with empowerment and knowing that this is going to be your hottest, your glowiest summer yet. And we are cheering you on the entire time.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. You can find anything we mentioned today linked in
1: our show notes.
0: And if you want more, go to our website at www.agreenishlife.com.
1: We'll see you next time on Greenish.